Hey guys, welcome back to the Deeper Podcast. Today we are going to finish up the book of Leviticus. Now we've been in Leviticus for the past six days, and I hope that in your study and in reading in this book, you know, maybe Leviticus is one of those books that you just never picked up, you never read. Pastors rarely ever talk about Leviticus on Sunday mornings and Honestly, I don't know that I've ever been in a Sunday school class where we talked about Leviticus. So it's very easy that it's, it's it's very possible that you could have gone through your whole walk in your whole life in Christianity and not touched on the book of, uh, of the book of Leviticus. And I know it's one of these books that is so easy to gloss over, but like I said a couple of days ago in our podcast that the book of Leviticus would have been the very first book that you would have read had you grown up a Jewish person, a Jewish uh, believer. And so the book of Leviticus has a lot of a lot of importance, a lot of significance, and it's really it's one that we should not look over, but unfortunately we oftentimes do. So we'll look back on some things, but let's finish up the book of Leviticus. We're in chapter 26 and we're going to read 26 and 27. And today's reading starts out with a promise from God that the promise is that if Israel would follow God's plans, then they as a people would remain under God's blessing. God would protect the Israelites from wild animals and foreign armies. He would make sure that the Israelites could count on rain and a rainy season. Which, let me tell you something, if you're a farmer or you live off the land, as the Israelites did, this is a major deal. It's a huge, huge blessing that God would say, hey, you don't have to worry about the rain season. It will be there. Just like the sun's going to rise, it's going to rain. You can count on that. You can count on your crops being healthy and your harvest being great. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times when our time in Arkansas that I prayed with farmers in the altar for rain to, to, to come to their land. That way, see, what they would do is they would they would have uh, diesel powered motors that would water their entire fields but it costs thousands of dollars to run those and i mean we're talking like tens of thousands of dollars to run those and so rain made things grow without having to spend extra money and so the israelites just didn't have that kind of stuff if it didn't rain they didn't eat so we're talking about starvation so god saying that that's a big deal But lastly, and even more importantly than the food that they ate, God said in chapter 26, verse 11 and 12, I will live among you, and I will not despise you. I will walk among you. I will be your God, and you will be my people. How amazing is that, that you can live and you can have God among you. You know, through the tabernacle, we've read, we've studied all that. That would be how I would want to live. I would want to live with God with me all the time. And and I do live that way. And you can live that way too. But how great is it to live in the blessings and the company of God? But if the Israelites were to deviate from God's plans, and if they were to reject God's rules, God's teachings, and God's authority, then they would walk away from his blessing and God would curse them. There would be illnesses, famine, defeat, droughts, and bad harvests. Wild animals would be a nuisance. Foreign armies would invade and they'd have success. And ultimately, God would remove them from the promised land. God desired a total commitment to him. They desired that they avoid all idols of all kinds. He wanted them to be totally committed to him and him alone. So as we come to the last chapter of the book of Leviticus, we see we see God tying a few a We see God tying up a few loose ends with his people, assigning monetary value to workers as well as to animals. Uh, We see instructions for the land during the year of Jubilee and how to charge for a piece of land as it related to when the next year of Jubilee would be. 
And so this chapter in this book closes uh, with a reference to God being the divine author. And these are the commands that the Lord gave through Moses on Mount Sinai for the Israelites. So there you have it, the book of Leviticus, six days, we did it, we're done. And uh, just to take a minute, let's look back on some of the things that we've talked about in the past couple days in Leviticus. And three things really stuck out to me. And the first one is um, the animal sacrifices. You know, for me, that's something that was really hard to understand. It's not comfortable. Um, And it's an issue, you know, and, and frankly, if it is comfortable, that's probably an issue because uh, the loss of life is a big deal. Life is, is very valuable. Um, the loss of life period is a bad thing. And it's clear that God values human life over animals, as we should as well. But we should never devalue the life of anything. Essentially, what I'm saying is sin is very costly. For those animals, our sin costs them their life. An animal sacrifice was only accepted by God if the one repenting was genuine in their repentance. And we talked about that. We talked about how the Israelites would have to place their hand on the head of the animal being slaughtered for their sins. That's a big deal. When you get to see the result of your sin, that's a big deal. And, and we talked about how Jesus took the place of the blood sacrifice. So Jesus gave his life so that we could have redemption for our sins. And I am genuinely remorseful for my sin. I hate that my sin put Jesus in that position. And that's how we should feel. That's how we should feel towards that sacrifice. It should be a sobering thought. It's not something that's comfortable. It's something we're celebrating, the fact that we can have a relationship with God. But it's not something that was just given to us. It was a high, high price to pay. And God paid that for us. And I I never want us to get away from that. We should never forget the cross. We should never forget the sacrifice. And and let's just make a commitment to never do that. Now, number two, the God of the Old Testament is a God of grace and a God of love. The same as we know today. God never changes. He's the same today, yesterday, and he'll be the same tomorrow. And number three, God's rules are in place to protect the Israelites, not to punish them. He wanted them to live uh, quality lives. And and these rules and these standards would ensure that that would happen. And so here we are. We're at the end of the book of Leviticus. And we're ready to charge into the promised land and take up occupancy. Or so it seems. So let's check out Deuteronomy tomorrow. We're going to open that book. We're going to be in that book for the next eight days, I believe. And it should be a lot smaller than that, I think. But the book of Deuteronomy is going to outline some things. There's going to be some things that we might feel are irrelevant for today. Uh, I, I don't know. And we'll, I guess we'll just have to see when we get there. <laughs> but the book of Deuteronomy, will uh, it'll document the next 38 years. And those 38 years, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a spoiler alert, are not 38 years spent in the promised land. And so that might give you a little bit of indication of what's to come. But know this. God is graceful, God is merciful, and God loves you, and God loved the people of Israel. And that's that's what this book is pointing to. So let me pray with you before we hop off here for today. God, thank you, thank you, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth that is found in the scriptures, God. And Father, I pray that your blessing, your hand of blessing is over us, God. And, and Lord, as we look at the cross and as we look at the sacrifice for our sins, Lord, God, we, we are so remorseful. For, for our sin, God. And Lord, we thank you that you paid the sacrifice 
so that we can have redemption of our sins. We can have a relationship with you. God, we praise you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, tomorrow we open up a brand new book, the book of Deuteronomy, and I'll see you then. Have an awesome day. Thank you.